You're listening to the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener in our Westfield, New Jersey studio. I'm joined by Devils announcer Matt Lachlan and the host of the Quadcast Podcast, John McAlevey. And uh, that's just growing, isn't it, Johnny, the Quadcast? We're hoping so, yeah. As I build it, I tell people I'm trying to build my audience two ears at a time, and hopefully it's it's on the way. It's... um, just trying to secure enough guests and get them scheduled. But uh, I was I was pleased to have last week Adam Taliaferro Great job. Uh, of Penn State football fame. And he was terrific. And so um, we're hoping to keep building on, on that success and, um, and, and move along. Very Thank cool. Thank you for, for mentioning it, though. You got it, man. So let's start with Rutgers basketball, as we usually do. And they're coming off a loss Wednesday night to Iowa, at Iowa. And uh, – this sure followed the formula for a Rutgers loss. I mean, uh, foul trouble early for the big guys, Miles Johnson. I mean, God, he had two fouls, like, bam, in seconds of one another, and then he's on the bench. I mean, poor shooting early. And then they didn't defend the three. I mean, Joe Weiskamp was killed him in the past, killed him again, 26 points. They couldn't defend them. Luca Garza got his 22. And if you get in a shooting contest with Iowa, at Iowa, you're just not going to win that game. I mean, Rutgers just needs to drive more. They shot a lot of threes. And again, they they couldn't put the ball in the ocean, man. If you're not shooting well, I mean, just, you just don't have a chance. I mean, you know, the foul shooting is always, always a concern. And and they just, uh, this is really tough to beat Iowa at Iowa's game. And, and that's what happened last night. No doubt. Well, yeah, well to, to me, I'm sorry, John. You know, to me, you're right. If you're going to play that game and shoot the ball from the outside, you better damn well make your shots. And, and they were just horrendous from outside. Uh, and the foul trouble really was a big problem. They were questionable calls on Miles Johnson. And that's not just spoken from a New Jersey perspective. I think any objective viewer would say that those were questionable calls. Nonetheless, that put him on the bench. And then when, uh, by the way, can we figure out exactly how Cliff Omarui, a more yeah. pronounced his name, it seems to change on every broadcast, yeah. but at any rate, then he has fouled every trouble possession and then exacerbated the problem. Every possession. It's unbelievable, John, right? Yeah. I don't know um, what the announcers were calling him last night. I had never heard that one. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was, uh, what was I it? Gave it, up. it was Morier. It was like Omarui. Morier, yeah. Uh, right. Whatever. But when Cliff, when Cliff went to the, uh, into foul trouble as well, that spelled even further doom for Rutgers. To their credit, though, they made it tight on Iowa late in the first half, but couldn't sustain it after the break. Yeah. You know, they kept cutting it to six. They would mm-hmm. get it to six. They would get it to six. But um, you mentioned the foul trouble. Miles Johnson, it seems, gets off the bus and he has two fouls before the game even starts. Yeah, especially I mean, he, on the road. Yeah. yeah. He really gets into foul trouble that way. But Listen, let's put this right where it needs to be. Where is Ron Harper? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a concern. Good grief. Yeah. Take a look at his last five games. Nine points, nine points, mm. 13 points, nine yeah. points, 15 points. Yeah. He's your guy. He's the one everybody's talking about. NBA, NBA, NBA. He's, not, he's starting, starting yeah. to pop up on some mock I was, Well, I was he'll saying, be back next year because he's not ready for the oh, NBA. No, he's not. He's got to step it up. I he's mean, Neil Baker is starting to do so. But uh, Ron Harper Jr. has got to be the guy. He was also the one that got lit up the most trying to guard Joe Wieskamp, who was just unbelievable. Every yeah. time they would cut it to six, yeah. Wieskamp would come down, bang, drop yep. a three. 
or he'd get yeah. fouled. He'd go to the free throw line, and they're automatic at the line. And, you know, Garza really didn't do that much in the first half. Surprisingly, when Miles was in trouble, he did yeah. his work in uh, in the second half, and he's just so efficient. You know, athletically, he doesn't wow you. I don't even know if there's – I was reading the other day, there was an article, is there a place for Luka Garza in the NBA? I don't even know. The way I don't think so. Game. Yeah, I don't yeah, either. I think he's, he's, he's going to be too slow. Yeah, he's yeah. just a terrific college player, but he kills it. I mean, he just – he gets position. He does his homework before that. You know, as a coach, he'll tell the guy – you know, you want to carve out some position. I mean, he carves it out down low, and he's got a defender on his back. You just drop it in. He just flips these shots up with no lift. He's getting the ball over Big Cliff, who's a great shot blocker, and Miles, who's a shot blocker. And he just ho-hum winds up, oh, 22 and 15. Wow, it's another big Well, he's a, he's a good yeah. shooter, A, and then he's got these low post moves on top of that. I mean, Miles Johnson does have some low post moves, but he's not necessarily a good shooter, so he's got a complete game there. Yeah, as far as the NBA, I agree. I think he may just be a step slow, but in, in, in college, man, just posting down low and he just knows what to do. He knows how to get it, lay it in. He just knows how He's to get, the player get to the of the best. year. Yeah. By a long shot on a skateboard. Yeah, no, no question. But, you know, back to Ron Harper Jr. I mean, remember, guys, I mean, that was then and this is now. I mean, at the beginning of the year when they were dabbling at number 11, coming off a big win at, uh, versus Illinois. You know, he was just lights out at the beginning of the season. He was dropping 25 a night. And, you know, he had the ankle injury. Something's going on there, whether that's lingering or not. And, guys, you know, ankle injuries can be very difficult. So, you know, it could be something lingering with that. It also could be this whole COVID thing. These guys are together all the time. There, there might be something emotional there. I mean, you know, he may, you know, his body language isn't good. I mean, a lot of people have mentioned that. He just... um uh, he doesn't have as much energy, it seems. I mean, something's wrong there. There's no question about it. And and he's not shooting well. He was lights out at the beginning of the year, man. He was dropping threes. His stroke looked beautiful. He was confident. He was getting his feet under him. Now, hey, listen, you know, people look at the uh, look at the tape and go, listen, we got to get on this guy. So their best defender for the other teams now on Ron Harper Jr., and, you know, maybe he's getting deed up, whatever it is. Maybe he's frustrated. Um, you know, maybe he was r- frustrated with with McConnell coming back and being in the rotation and such. There's a lot of variables there, but something's not the same as the beginning of the year. Whether yeah. it's the injury, whether it's something with his mindset, something's not the same. And they were he lights only took out. Nine shots. You know, he only took nine shots. He was over four on threes. And the other big numbers, he only played 27 minutes. Yeah. You know, that's that's not a ton of minutes for your best player. I mean, yeah. Um, that 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 is a number to keep an eye on. You mentioned Caleb McConnell. You look, if you look at his line, it's ugly. Three for eleven, <laughs> one for seven from three. But that guy isn't—he's like the human floor burn. He's in the middle of everything. He keeps the ball alive. He he gets rebounds. He 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 tips a ball to a teammate. He plays as hard as you could ever want. I mean, you mentioned sometimes. You know, Ron Harper's body language. You don't have that problem yeah. with Caleb McConnell. He empties the tank on each and every possession. Um, Plays and, hard. And him, and Mulcahy, really him and Mulcahy. Him and Mulcahy play hard every time. You know, yeah. Geo's come around. He's playing hard. He's he's, he's playing a complete game. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't know. Matt, what do you think's going on with Ron Harper Jr.? What, what, what do you see there? Well, I, I think. It's a little bit of everything that we discussed. First off, and Steve Peichel mentioned it last night after the game, when you're the guy, they defend you. And mm-hmm. you got to be ready for that. It's a different it's a different approach. And you it's 
it's easy to sneak up on people. It's not as easy to be the guy that everyone knows about. So I think there's a little bit of that. And I do think the rotation has affected him as well. Yes. The injury a little bit. I don't, I think that's healed. He doesn't seem to be slow afoot, but now all the players are getting shots, you know, Geo Baker's back in form and there's only so many shots that go around. And, and I think it takes a special player to be able to say, okay, I'm going to adjust my game. Here I am the star here. I am hearing my name praised everywhere I go. And now it's not necessarily going to be the Ron Harper jr. Show. I, I've got to, supplement my game a little bit to make it more of a team game. And that's not easy. I'm not saying he's being selfish. I'm not saying he's being grumpy. It's just hard. Yeah. Any player will tell you that, that yeah. it's, it's a difficult adjustment. And I think there's some of that that's happening as well. Yeah. By the way, let's point out that the loss last night snapped the winning streak. Right? So it's not like they're in dire shape. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, listen, there's a, the, the positive of this is listen, we were, no one was expecting them to go to Iowa and win that game. You want, you would have been nice. Certainly would have been nice, but, and, and they certainly have the uh, the team that can do it uh, as, come on, it came down to one possession at the rack. But, you know, Iowa, again, winning the season series, man, it bites. You know, it does. But listen, they're, and look, they're a mid-level Big Ten team, which is what we'll, we'll get into the tournament. And, you know, that's what they are right now. They're, you know, 11-7 and seven overall. They're 7-7 seven and seven in the conference. The, the important thing here is, let's bottom line, is they have to make the tournament. They've got to get off the schneid there, man. I mean, they were going to do it last year, and then we know what happened. But now they've got, you know, and it's right in front of them. They got Northwestern at home. They cannot have a slip up there, and that's a perfect trap game. It really is. Northwestern can shoot. They can shoot three if they get hot, you know. You do, and, and then, you know, you got to go to Michigan. Look, you can't expect to win that, but Michigan's awfully rusty. They've had some COVID issues. You never know what can happen there. And I think it'll happen, guys, with that run where they got Maryland and Indiana at home, and then they got Nebraska on the road. They should be able to secure a, a bid right there. It's just really important that Rutgers gets into the tournament this this season. I mean, it would be, uh, it would be horrible if, if, they, uh, if they miss that. With the start yeah. that they had, you know, they did have their woes. Um, they got out of it, and as Matt just said, they have a win streak here now, and then they just lost to Iowa. Can't go nuts about them losing at Iowa, but they've got to make it happen uh, in that little run with uh, you know Maryland, in, and they got to win on Saturday. They got to win on Saturday with Northwest, and these are important. You don't want to have to yeah. go to Mini, Minnesota, and have to win that game to get into the tournament. I mean, they did it last year. They went to Purdue and kind of secured it, right? That was exciting. Ha ha. Yeah. It's and, all right there out in front of them. Yeah. You mentioned yeah. Northwestern's got to be a double. And oh, by the way, Matt mentioned they were on a winning streak. They were back in the top 25 again. So they mm -hmm. were number 25 again. So, you know, you're, you're, you're looking at Northwestern that, that has to be a W one way or another. You cannot stub your toe there because if you lose to Northwestern, then you, you pretty much have to go and beat Michigan at Michigan. Right. Um, and then you really have to hold serve. Maryland is not a great team. Uh, Indiana, you handled out in Bloomington, so they're going to want a little payback. Uh, Nebraska is certainly not a world beater. Um, and Minnesota on the road. So you, you got three of your next four are home. You got to have all three of those. Um, and uh, and then maybe try and split down the road. But at this point, they're, they're squarely, you know, I think in the NCAA tournament 
and mm-hmm. and if they continue holding their uh, their home games, then uh, what you're looking at is you know playing for seeding. I think is is uh, yeah. is the way it'll go because at this point they're in. But just getting back to Ron Harper Jr. real quick, what's happening to him? And Matt mentioned how teams are now uh, zeroing in on him, and it's something that I've been talking to my Providence friends uh, about David Duke. You know, when you're the guy, I like to use the term "heavy is the head that wears the crown." Whether guys are going to double team you or triple team you or not, if you're the guy, you still got to get it done. You got to find a way. And it takes guys a little bit longer to adjust to that and their skill uh, will just have to come out. But, you know, if you're the guy, the, the game starts, you know, you can't give me any excuses that you were double teamed or that you didn't yeah. sleep well the night before. You just got to answer the bell and get it done for your team. Well, and then you look at sure. like, listen, the teams, the better teams that are you know, going to the tournament every year and, and having success. And you, you look at an Iowa team and you look at a player like Luca Garza. Now, look, he's a monster. We all we just talked about him. He's down low. He's got great moves and all that. But you know what? He, he's the man. And you know what? He's dropping 25 a game. It's just what's happening. I mean, yeah, again, 22 uh, last night. But, you, you know, and it's, you know, big men versus, uh, you know, a, 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 a guard. It, it, it's a, a forward. Uh, it, it, it's different, uh, you know, uh, Ron Harper Jr. is away from the basket. So, but, you know, and Ron Harper Jr. had some looks last night too. He just, he just didn't have a good shooting night yeah. and that's been happening a lot lately. So yeah. what well, happened amazing. to his stroke? It's yeah. amazing that he's still, I mean, you look at his averages on the season, he's averaging 16.4 a game. And in four of the last five games, he's been in single digits. So it, yeah. it tells you how, how strong he was, at the he beginning. was before all of this, the, yeah. the, the amount of points that he was scoring to still have such a high average like that with, you know, throwing in a couple of clinkers in a row, right. um, well, but they need him. They need him back. Yeah. And he, he's got a, he's maybe, maybe, you know, I'm sure Pykele's doing everything they can. Maybe you come out on Saturday and you run the first two or three plays to try and get him off of Schneid and, uh, he's, they say, you know, scores, they see that first one go through the net, even if it's a free throw and your confidence kicks in and, you know, Katie bar the door. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know that it's this, this is the case, but let's keep in mind that maybe he's regressing to the mean. Like yeah. we looked at what he did at the beginning of the year and rightfully praised him and rightfully praised Pykele as a guy who develops talent and, you know, finds, less than five-star, four-star recruits and brings them and develops them, all of which yeah. is true and may still be the case here. It is also possible he just had the run of a lifetime. Right. <laughs> it, it, it could have been his Jeremy Lin moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't know. It might be. So uh, we'll see. A lot of it's on his plate. A lot yeah. of is on Peichel's plate to try to see what it is. Is what we saw earlier the real Ron Harper Jr. or – is it somewhere below that? What was yes. the old TV show? Will the real Ron Harper Jr. please stand <laughs> up? Was that to tell the my truth? line? Yeah. yeah. Or was it to tell the truth? Yeah. 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 That's funny. Well, we'll see. Well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that. It, it doesn't right. appear that that's the case, but you never know. Yeah. You know, I, I love it. Everybody, right? You, you talk about guys and they have great years. And then you go, well, they should duplicate it. Well, maybe that's a career year. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they'll never get there. And they'll also, guys, listen, thirty-point hitter or a thirty-point scorer again. Yeah, but despite the loss to Iowa, you know they they put a winning streak together with him in the single digits, so they can win uh, the other way too without 
Ron mm-hmm. Harper dropping 26. It's nice when he does drop 26. And maybe on this yeah. run at the end here, he will get back to what we saw at the beginning of this, the season. We certainly know that the, he has the capability. So we're just going to have to see. But this stretch for them is, you know, it's crucial. I mean, look, we're, we're down to the basketball in February, the end of February. Come on, guys. Uh, uh, you know, with March Madness coming, I mean, this is where you, if you're, you know, you step up and uh, Rutgers simply has to step up. We'll see if that happens. Seton Hall playing very well. Big win against you. UConn, let's uh, take a break and then we'll talk about them. The big insurance companies barrage you with endless commercials and then have operators on standby, who knows where, ready to push you through the process. At LG Insurance, we'd like to get to know you, find out what your needs are, answer all your questions, earn your trust. No rush here. We'll take all the time you need. And we still have backing from all the big guys, so we'll get you a great rate too. LG Insurance. Local feel national backing all right we're back on the jersey hardwood podcast sponsored by lg insurance our good friend aaron levine and seton hall matt uh sandro and miles cowell the dynamic duo now a big uh, win over uconn both of them starred in that game so they got something going there well it was a good win right last time we spoke they had just defeated providence that was on the road uh, after they had lost three in a row, they were playing two away from home and they had to get a split. You would have loved to win both, which they did. So they got the split by beating Providence. Then they go to UConn, a team that they haven't beaten there in forever. Now they haven't played in a while either because UConn is not in the East until returning this year. But it was, it was exactly what you wanted. You wanted your seniors to step up. You talked a moment ago about this being February, March Madness around the corner. Seton Hall, what are you made of? seniors what's your legacy going to be uh, and you know Manuel Kalashvili who's answered the bell almost every game did it but Miles Kale has really come around lately he's always been a good defensive player but he's terrific the last four or five games offensively and he was uh, a bit of a difference maker for sure wire to wire win no arguments there so they got uh, Marquette on uh, Sunday at the Rock and then listen they're kind of the same position that Rutgers is in uh, you know plenty of winnable games here you know you don't see a Villanova on the schedule any longer you don't see a Creighton on the schedule any longer um, not not a walk in the park by any means because they're in a difficult conference uh, but uh, they kind of have the, they, they're in control of their destiny here and they, sh- they should be able to uh, you know the way they're playing the last two games with defense first it seems and then, and then Sandro and Miles Cal playing very well. Uh, you know, they're 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 looking good heading into this uh, the end of the season here, and uh, you know, securing a tournament uh, bid uh, looks uh, likely. Uh, frankly, well, certainly looks better than when they were losing those three. Albeit, those three were to the two top teams in the in the conference. Uh, so it was a difficult run, but yeah, uh, they seem to have regained a little bit of their mojo. Uh, they return to a better defensive team, and that's always been the hallmark under Kevin Willard. So there's a lot of re- there are a lot of reasons to be excited about what happens. But Marquette ha- has you know given the Hall tough games. I don't think that they'll be the underdogs on on Sunday, but right. they'll have to come to play. Uh, and then we'll see. Uh, uh, really, you know, Connecticut, if you look at it, and, hey, Johnny, your boys did a nice job last night, Providence yep. beating 
uh, yeah. UConn. Uh, yeah. Without James Booknight, it's a different team. So, yeah. yeah, they'll have UConn. That's probably the toughest game still on their schedule. And St. John's, I'm not sure. You know, uh, they hit uh, a loss the other night, snapping their long winning streak. Yeah, I'm not sure really who or where they are. Uh, so that might be a difficult game as well. So take care of business, and you should be in good shape heading into the Big East. Hey, John, John, you're John, you're locked into the Big East. I mean, how how good are these other teams? How's good? How good is DePaul, Georgetown, Butler, UConn, St. John's? Does any any of those stick out to you? You know something. I'm just taking a look at the schedule here as we're talking about it. If I'm Kevin Willard, you know, obviously I'm not going to tell my team this, but I'm sitting in, in my, in my coach's room with my, with my assistants. And I have a big smile on my face because I look down at this schedule and, you know, a, a bunch of them are home games. You mm-hmm. start with Marquette. And as Matt said, they can, Marquette can beat Villanova one day and can lose to, you know, whoever division three team on the next day. So, uh, you know, Marquette and DePaul, DePaul is not very good. No. Uh, they should, they should really, you know, handle both of those teams. And then Georgetown, you know, was left for dead. Uh, they came, they came from 18 down against my guys and won, uh, you know, at the buzzer, then they go out to Creighton and they beat Creighton. So, you know, on any given day, you know, the old slogans and the cliches, but I would much rather. And then, you know, Butler has a, does not have a very good record this year, but they Butler was able to win in overtime against the surging St. John's team who, you know, many people were saying is all of a sudden on the bubble because they've been beating a lot of, they beat Villanova. They came up to Providence and beat us. And so long story short, I like their, their schedule, the way it lines up. And I bet any other coach in the conference would like to finish up with this, you know, five game stretch, six game stretch. Um, I, that said, I agree. You have to win. You just have to get it done though. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Johnny. I think that I, I thought where you were going to go, but see the old coach in you, you just can't go there. Um, if I'm if I'm Kevin Willard, I'm talking to my assistants and I'm looking at it and saying, you know what? We can go 6-0 in mm-hmm. these games. We can win out, and that means we win eight in a row going into the tournament, and and now we're hitting it's our stride about at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and then we're hitting our stride at the right time. So they can they can win all of these. They're a very good road team. They always have been. So the road matchups don't necessarily worry me. They do get UConn at home, St. John's at Alumni Hall. You know, this is this is a winnable six-game stretch. There's no doubt in my mind. And then, Matt, you know, you, you stay away from that 8-9 game, which they always seem to be in, or that 7-10. You know, you want to <laughs> – Right. You don't want to just get in the tournament. You want to do a little damage. And if you get in that 8-9, then you really hamstring yourself. And so – um, you're right. It's all right out there in front of them. And if, if they stub their toe, then, then that's really yeah, on them. Yeah, I mean, you if, know. if you look down this stretch and they had, um, you know, Villanova, uh, Creighton twice, um, Xavier, I mean, you don't see any of those teams left. They've gotten all of that, uh, behind them. And, and now it's just all right there in the open. And so, uh, you know, if they if they don't take care of, listen, if they don't go at least six and two, or uh, I'm sorry, four and two, or five and one, then you know, then they got to look in the mirror and say, shame on us. This is yeah, uh, they're all the, the teams are all below them in the standings. And right, so, Matt. I mean, what would you say right. at this point? What would you think uh, of the six? Would you be happy with four? Uh, would you be happy with four and two? I would not as happy. Well, obviously not as happy as five and one. No, I think five right. and one 
yeah. what I, I would want out of it. And yes, I, but I think six and oh is realistic. Yep. You don't want to slip up here though. You want to keep the pedal on the metal. We were just talking about, you know, Rutgers go have Northwestern at home and, you know, there's always, you know, any of these teams can just play lights out. Someone can get real hot from three. And then you get, you, get, you know, just don't want them to be overconfident, Matt, right? I mean, you don't want them going in these games, say, hey, we, we're better than these teams. And we're, you know, you, you want to, uh, that, that's the only disaster I see going into it is just have, being a little more overconfident and, and, uh, and then assume, uh, and then not, and it just, you know, you know, laying an egg in a sense. Yeah, and, and that and, and maintain good health. They're as healthy as they've been all year. Bryce Aiken, they're still going to have to manage their time with him a little bit but he's back in the lineup. So they're in good health. Maintain that. The rotation has been good. They seem to have regained a little bit of their defensive edge. So all that adds up. The only games that would scare me in terms of uh, looking at would be DePaul's because just DePaul's awful. I mean, it's just not really good. <laughs> they, they just aren't. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, I, I think there's got to be a new head coach there next year. And I, I don't know that it's the coach, it's the facilities, it's circumstances or what, but it just hasn't worked out with Dave Lateo. Um, so DePaul would be one that would scare you because you'd say, uh, we just roll the basketballs out. We'll be okay. So again, that would be a little bit of a concern and possibly Connecticut because book night, I think will be back by then. Yes. Book night. They are a different team with him. He is their offensive guy. And mm -hmm. so that's a different challenge. Plus, they would be looking for a payback as well. So those two would scare me just looking yep. at it. But you know who else, I, 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 it's 6-0 is possible. And as you know what else is um, St. John yeah, just played well. well, you know, 40 minutes of hell like the old Arkansas days. True. Um, and and it, it's tough to it's tough to play that. I mean, they want to go up and down, up and down, up and down and Sometimes that helps. Other times that turns into, you know, helter skelter. It's nice to have Bryce Aiken back and playing better because the pressure on Shavar and Miles and whatnot when when St. John's is in your grill from, uh, you know, ninety feet is um, it, it's 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 a tough game to play. It's not like uh, a possession by possession. Um, you know, you're going to take the shot clock down in the single digits because they make you play fast and some teams can handle that and other teams can't. And so that's, uh, I agree. it's a different, it's a different animal altogether that they play. Yeah, um, no, you cannot go in overconfident in any of these games, quite frankly, seen Hall's not that good. They're a good team. They're not that good to take mm -hmm. anybody for granted. They've played St. John's well though, over the years, uh, including earlier this year, beating them, but it will be at St. John's and that's always a little bit of a different show altogether. Yeah, what? and Matt, while we have you, tell us a little bit about um, your latest podcast, the Pirates Talk, when you had Kevin Willard on. How, how did yeah. uh, how did that go, and and what was the uh, your main takeaway from how he thinks the season is going? Yeah, uh, it was terrific. Kevin's a great guest, and I was uh, privileged to have the opportunity to speak with him. Um, he feels that his team's in a pretty good place. That they. Their defense became an issue because their offense was an issue of uh, poor decisions, you know, shot clock, uh, how you run the game clock that they got out of whack offensively. And that led to defensive issues because now, you know, you're either forcing a shot or you're wasting too much time, a whole bunch of things. And yep. now 
you know, there's quick outlets and they just got into a period where they were in a, a bit of disarray. He feels that that's settled down over the last two games. You know, overall, he's, he's uh, you know, he's confident as he should be. He thinks that his team doesn't necessarily get the recognition for having played so many games and for having played early in the season, you know, on the road against Oregon, on the road against URI, where they wins, no, but they played a tough schedule and they're yeah. you know better for it. Uh, in fact, I think I didn't look today, but I think in Ken Palm, they have the are considered to have had the toughest schedule in the Big East. Yeah. Uh, and he just he I, I think he he was using the forum to get the message out as well. Yeah. Like absolutely. hey don't don't forget about us. We're not that bad. We're, we've I got senior you, leadership. No We're deep Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, kind of like right? that. Sure. You know how coaches are, right? They like absolutely. To, you know, they like to, yeah. to to choose their moments, and he chose uh, and the show right. to to be that. Yeah, yeah. No, really there's, 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 by the way, do you know who has? At least when I looked at it, which was, uh, I guess it was yesterday morning. So I didn't see the update. Do you know who Ken Palm lists as having the toughest schedule in the country? Who's that? Is it? It's not a Big East team, right? It is not a Big East team. Seton Hall is like seventeenth. Overall, as the number one team in the Big East, has to be a Big Ten team. It is a Big Ten team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rutgers, Steve? by the way, is like tenth or so. Wow. Okay. So it's not Steve, Rutgers. You venture to guess, Steve? I would venture to guess. I would say um, it would, if guess. it's a Big Ten team, I would say Illinois. Ah. He took my not guess. Illinois. No. Not Illinois. All right, Johnny. He took your guess. You got another one. I'll get another one then. So I. Uh, how about? But I think. Of, go ahead. How about Minnehaha, Minnesota? No, Penn State. Wow. Wow. Who know? And then yeah. you start to think about it. Well, is it, and I don't know how Ken Pomeroy puts his numbers together. You know, I like math, but not at that high level. I'm not that good. Uh, but if you think about it, good conference, very good conference. They're not very good, so that yeah. would kind of make sense. But I found it interesting that a, that a Penn State team that's near the bottom of the Big Ten is considered to have the toughest well, they took in the country. A tough out-of-conference, obviously, for Penn State. I really didn't follow them early, but obviously yeah. that's that's the case. But I, I wouldn't have guessed that's that. Right. Well, they played Seton Hall. Yeah, and I know Illinois <laughs> played. Yeah, Illinois. Hey, and they've been respectable. And, and their yeah. coach walked out or resigned or was fired right before the season yeah, started. Crazy. Yeah, you know, that whole interim coach. And that was messy. So the actually, guy that's uh, – his name escapes me now. The guy that's at the helm – Right now, is is it's done a pretty good job. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing pretty well lately. Considered, you know? yeah. I remember railing. Remember railing about Rutgers losing to them, and then they went on and won a couple big games, and and, and they're in every game too. So, yeah. so they're actually better than we had, uh, you know, had mentioned. We we thought their Ken Palm was in the hundreds, and that just, that wasn't the case. So they're actually, uh, I don't know where exactly where it is, but they they are a, a better team than that. But certainly on the bottom end of, of the big. Big Ten. So we're getting into the second half of February, guys. This is where it all happens. I mean, you know, Rutgers, Seton Hall, both going looking for a bid to the NCAs. Uh, it's it's all going to uh, roll out in the next couple of weeks, and we are going to cover it all. And that'll do it for this week's show. Thanks to our sponsor, LG Insurance. Uh, find our show on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeart, iTunes. Uh, also on our site, moresportsnow.com, and you can you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as well. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next week. Bye bye.